Amen. And again, I want to thank God for those of you that are with us. So I see so many of you, amen, that are joining in with us on this morning. And God, God bless you. Uh, Tammy, we thank God for you. Um, Elder Forney, I, I don't want to start calling names, but we just thank God, amen, for those of you that have joined in with us on this morning. I want to encourage you, amen. This is the first Sunday of uh, February, and every first Sunday, uh, we join in together for a uh, communion. So I want to encourage you uh, between now and the end of this service on today, if you'd like to be a part of our communion service, I want you to gather together your elements so that we can together, amen, offer our communion up before the Lord. And we will do that at the end of the message on today. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that with us. The Bible said that as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. So be a part of that on this morning. I'm excited because um, God is still speaking. Um, as we were sharing earlier, uh, regardless of what you're going through, God still speaks. And God is still speaking to our hearts. He's still sending a word. And we are looking for the Lord to speak to our hearts on this morning. I have a word that God spoke to my heart a, some maybe several weeks ago. God spoke this to my heart. And I, and I want to say this before I go into the word. I want to thank God for my, my wife. Amen. She'd been ministering so powerfully for the last several weeks. Amen. And God has uh, uh, strengthened her. Amen. During a difficult time for myself, it was difficult for her also. Amen. But she stepped up to the plate and she'd been ministering powerfully uh, before the Lord. And I want to personally tell her, thank you. I also want to thank God for my friend and brother, amen, uh, Pastor Haywood John, who also ministered a very powerful word several weeks ago, amen. And we, I don't, I don't take these things for granted because it's always good to have someone that will stand in the gap and, and, and make up their heads where, you know, you're not able to do that. So I want to thank God for those on today that have been there for us. But let's get ready to go into the Word of God on this morning. Um, I, I want to talk to us concerning dealing with life's interruptions. Dealing with life's interruptions. I believe that there comes a time in our lives that we have to acknowledge uh, certain truths and a lot of times, uh, uh, because we fail to acknowledge certain truths when they do come, we are not prepared for them. But when we uh, uh, acknowledge and accept certain truth, it allows us to prepare for them better. Let's go into the word of God, first of all, because I can just go on and start preaching. But I want to uh, um, give us some foundation, amen, in the word for what we want to share on this morning. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. The first and the second verse, I have several scriptures on this morning. Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the 7th through the 10th verse, and also Romans, the 8th chapter, 8th chapter, and the 28th verse. Let's start in Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. It says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by <clears throat> thy name. Thou art mine. <clears throat> when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. 
and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Now, <clears throat> this is a word from the Lord for the people of God, because I want us to understand something here. God is allowing us to see here in his uh, uh, words here. He said, now, first of all, fear not. Mm, for I am with thee. When you pass through the waters, don't allow yourself to become uh, uh, bewildered. He said, I am with you. When you go through the rivers, it will not overflow you. When you're going through the fire, don't, don't worry about it because uh, I am there with you. Let's go. Let's let's go to Corinthians next. Second Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, and we're going to start at the seventh verse. Second Corinthians twelve and seven, and it says, "And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation." There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I sought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, my strength, God's strength, is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Oh, my God. Therefore, I take pleasure. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let's go into this next verse here so that we can get into what the Lord wants to speak to us. Romans, the eighth chapter and the 28th verse, very familiar passage of scripture that most of us know. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, I want to get into this word of God on this morning because I believe that this word of God will help us. It has helped me, amen, through a very difficult time as I'm continuing to go through. It's helped me through a very difficult time, and not only this time, but through many difficult times that I've uh, faced in life. And it is a learning how to deal with life's interruptions. Now, I want to first of all talk to you about a story that we find in Genesis, the uh, uh, somewhere around about the 45th, 46th chapter through the 50th chapter. It's the story of Joseph. And as we've learned about Joseph, Joseph was a young man, a man that had a dream from God. God spoke some very powerful things concerning Joseph's 
life. Uh, God told him that there was going to come a time that uh, all of his siblings will bow down and do obeisance to him and even his parents. And in other words, he was going to be in an exalted uh, uh, position. And, and as we've learned about the story of Joseph, uh, God made him a promise. But between the promise and the fulfillment, there were many interruptions that came Joseph's way. First of all, his brothers being jealous of the word that God has spoken to him, they uh, uh, decided that they were going to kill him. But God intervened, and instead of killing him, they put him in a pit uh, to leave him there to die. God intervened and sent some Midianites by there and purchased him from Joseph, uh, 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 Simeon, Reuben, and the rest of the brothers, and they took him. And I want you to see uh, uh, what is happening here because the promise was still intact, but there were dis interruptions, uh, difficulties that came Joseph's way. And not only was he so, uh, placed into the pit and sold uh, to the Midianites, the Midianites took him down into Egypt and sold him to Potiphar. And while in Potiphar's house, God blessed him and caused him to find favor in the eyes of Potiphar. But even there, while he finding favor in the eyes of Potiphar, God made, uh, through Potiphar, made uh, uh, Joseph over all of the affairs of Potiphar. But here we find another interruption. Here, while Joseph was there being blessed, the, the, the enemy got into uh Potiphar's wife, and she uh, uh, tried to seduce Joseph, but Joseph said, no, I'm not going to go there. I, I, I'm, I have some uh, uh, integrity, and I'm not going to allow what you're doing to cause me to step away from the God I serve. And as a result, this woman came, became upset and declared to her husband that this man had tried to rape me, and because of that, not only was he placed in prison now, placed in uh, slavery, but now he was further placed in prison. If things couldn't get worse, then it got worse. A man down in prison. But while he was in prison, God still favored him. Yeah, God. And while down there in prison, God allowed the uh, two prison inmates along there with him to have dreams. And Joseph interpreted these dreams for these prisons and gave them the interpretation. And as a result, we know the story, one of them lost his life and the other one was placed in good uh, position with the, uh, 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 the king. And uh, Joseph said, now, when you get out of here, remember me, <laughs> remember me, put in a good word for me. But it seems like after the young man or the gentleman got out of prison, he forgot about Joseph. Now, I, I, I want to get us to look at some things inside of this story about Joseph, and not only that, but look at, looking at our own lives. Many times in our lives and in our journeys through life and in our walk with God, we are going to encounter situations and we are going to encounter circumstances that are designed to stop, uh, interrupt our flow. We could seem like 
we are on our way. Here, Joseph feeling like everything is going good, but in the midst of his flow, there was an interruption. <clears throat> and many times in our walk with God, we will find difficult times. We will find interruptions that seemingly will hinder our forward progress. Sometimes it, it seems like when things are going the smoothest, that's when it, it seems like the bottom drops out. Now, I want to talk to us on this morning because God has placed in my heart that there are many of you there, those of you that are listening to this word of God on today, uh, that have issues and that situations in your life that it seems like uh, what else can happen? I may seem like I made it through that, but then here comes something else. Now, I seem like I was going good and everything is going good. And God, you've been moving. God, I've heard your word. You've reminded me of what you want to do. But even in the midst of, of all of that, here comes another test, another trial. But I, I want us to understand that difficulties and interruptions are a part of life. Yeah. That's one of the things that <clears throat> it is important for us to understand that I don't care who you are. I don't care what uh, uh, there is uh, in store for you. Somewhere along the line, you will encounter difficulties. I've learned that. And uh, if you haven't learned that already, uh, if you keep on living, you will find out uh, that somewhere along the line, you will encounter difficulties. You will have some interruptions. But I've also learned, amen, through the words of uh, the song from Andre Crouch. Uh, he said, I've learned that my trials come only to make me strong. When difficulties come in our lives, and I want us to look at this because difficulties will come. When difficulties come in our lives, we have to learn how to turn our hearts on the Lord. The songwriter said, who do I turn to in times like these? During these difficult times, during these troubling times, who do I turn to? Where do I go? when it seems like there's nowhere else to go, let's always remember that we still have God on our side. Just like my wife and I were talking in the uh, beginning of, uh, of the introduction on this morning, God spoke to us last year that I am always in control. I've never lost control. And I don't care what the situations are telling you, God is a going on. He knows what he is doing. So we will have difficulties. We will have bumps in the road. There are times that we will have detours that we have to seemingly get off track and go a different direction. But as long as we keep our hands in the hand of God, 
The detours uh, will only bring us to the place that God have in store for us. It may seem like it's delaying, but you know what I've learned? There have been times in my life that I've had to go detour. you traveling someplace, and because of difficulties on the road, you have to detour and circumvent the difficulties. But I've also learned that even though it seems like it's a delay, I've learned some things on this other route now that I would not have learned if I continued straight. So don't be worried and mesmerized by the difficulties or the detours. God may be still trying to teach you something else during that alternate route. But rest in God. Keep your hands in God. There will be times that you will have your ups and you will have your downs. Now, I'm not trying to uh, uh, um, teach a word today that will highlight difficulties. But what I'm trying to do is to try to help us to focus on the fact that regardless of what's going on, we have the power to deal with them and come out with the victory. The Bible says this in Psalm the 34th chapter. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalms 34, in the 19th verse says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the difficulties. The Bible further said at one point said, yea, and all those that will live godly in Christ Jesus will and must suffer persecution. So we're going to have difficult times, but I want you to look at what the word said. It said, but God shall deliver us out of them all. One of the things that it is important for us to understand that even though difficult times will come, even though we will have interruptions, one of the things that is important for us to understand that what we call difficulties or interruptions or hard times are nothing more than divine interventions that are designed to make us better or to take us deeper in God or to cause us to be more prosperous and be more productive in life. Now, let me say that again, because that's very important for us. Many times what we call difficulties or interruptions or hard times. They are nothing more than divine intervention. If we can just shift our focus and look at what we are going through as divine interventions, we can see that these things that we are calling difficulties are nothing more than opportunities now that God had put in place to make us better. As I've looked back over my life and I've gone through some things in my life that I felt at the time that I just can't make it through this. But because of God, I'm able to look back over these things now and say, you know what? Those were times that I've seen that I've come out better than I was before I went through. So now if we would just learn now that difficulties are not designed to de destroy us. They are not designed to take us out. They're simply divine interventions that God has allowed us to encounter to make us better. God is trying to build us up. 
We don't know what God has up the road for us. We don't know what's around the corner, but sometimes God is allowing us to go through something right now in order to make us better later on. I heard David said this uh, 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 in the Psalms, in Psalms 119, I think it's somewhere around about the 60, 62nd verse. He said, it was good for me that I was afflicted. I didn't want it. I didn't desire it. I didn't ask God for it, but it was good for me. He said, because before I was afflicted, I went astray. There was something going on in me that was causing me to lose ground in God. But God allowed afflictions to come my way. And I learned in the midst of my afflictions, it was good for me. Because when I was afflicted, I learned God's statue. I've learned in my life that sometimes during those difficult times is when we begin to burrow deep down in God. We've talked about, we've dealt with this uh, a pandemic now for almost a year uh, of the COVID-19. And in the midst of that, uh, we dealt with social injustices and, and governmental issues. And we've dealt with all of these issues. But you know what? In the midst of all of these things, I can still see the hand of God. I can still see now how these Difficult times have caused many of us to, to find a place in God that we didn't have before. Because of this pandemic, more people are praying now than ever before. We find out now that folk now are finding and developing their own relationship with God. We can't go to the church like we normally could and, and sit in service three times a week. But now what we are challenged to do is develop my own relationship with God. And as a result of, of this pandemic, we find individuals now uh, that are learning how to be in contact and be in touch with God on their own. So I don't care about the difficulties. There are some good things that's coming out of it. Family time it has, has, it has increased when fathers and mothers were out working and, and just consumed with life itself. Now we're at home with our children and our families. We're being forced to learn how to interact and deal with our families. Oh, yes, it's difficult. It's hard. But if we would just settle ourselves, we could embrace and we could uh, uh, receive the good that God is trying to allow us to receive as a result of that. So don't become mesmerized by difficult times. It's simply the divine intervention of God that's trying to make us better. We'll pray, God, I want to be better. God, I want a closer walk with you. God, I want to find a, a place in you. God said, okay. Let me allow difficulties to come your way. I'm reminded of the story of Job, and all of us know the story of Job. But let's look at that in the context of the lesson on today. The Bible said that Job was a perfect and an upright man. In fact, God himself gave the testimony concerning Joseph as he was talking to the enemy. <laughs> 
Isn't it amazing how sometimes when you're going through some situations and you don't realize that God have had a discourse with the enemy concerning your life? And here, God had a discourse with Satan concerning Joseph's life. And first of all, he said, uh, you talking about you walking up and down the earth to see who you can uh, 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 try and test and devour? He said, have you considered Job? <laughs> can you imagine if God were to allow you to peep into heaven and you hear God telling the devil, have you considered Valerie? <laughs> have you considered Lottie? Have you thought about testing her? Have you considered Chris Hall? Have you considered Katrina? You, you, you know, these are people that I know that love me. But have you thought about sending tests their way? Here we find Job. The Bible said that Job was a blessed man. Job had a, 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 a basically everything he wanted. He had seven boys and three girls. He had a beautiful family. But it did not uh, 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 prevent Job from having some interruptions. God allowed the interruptions to come Joseph's way. But I want you to look at something here because this is very important here. Because there are many times that God himself will allow interruptions and to come your way. You may not understand, and I would dare believe that Joseph, Job did not understand what was happening in his life. And here he find himself uh, uh, mesmerized by how he's been blessed and all of these things. Uh, but in the midst of it all, he lost his children. He lost all of his cattle, all of his resources, and everything that Job had tangible that he could touch, uh, he had lost it except his wife. But here, I want you to look at something. Because Joseph, a man, was settled in God, the Bible said Joseph did not charge God foolishly. Joseph did not lose his focus on God. Many times in the midst of our difficulties and our interruptions, we will lose focus on God, and we will make our difficulties bigger than God. But look at Job here, and I keep saying Joseph and Job, but Job here did not lose his focus on God. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's happening in your life. Never allow what you're going through to cause you to lose your focus on God. When Job looked at what was happening in his life, Job, the Bible said, Job rent his clothes and, and fell down on his face before God and said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In other words, God, you're still God. You bless me with these children. You bless me with my cattle. You bless me with my flock. You bless me with the finances. God, if you did not desire to take it, God, you're still blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't understand what I'm going through right now, but God, you are still God. And we cannot lose our focus on that. If you want to learn how to deal with difficulties in your life and interruptions, keep your focus on God. Here, Joseph said, the Bible said, Joseph held fast his 
integrity. That word integrity there means that, that he was not moved off of course as it relates to his holiness and his righteousness and his moral uh, uh, accomplishment. There are many times when, when we are dealing with difficulties, uh, we'll find folk that say, but let me lay down my religion right here because I, I need, no, 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 don't let your difficulties cause you to lose your integrity. Well, I was going through some things, so I found myself, you know, I said a few words. No, don't, no, no situation should have the power to cause you to dishonor God. Well, I had to go and take me a little drink, you know, because I had to calm myself down. No, God wants to be the one that calm you down. Don't lose your integrity. Job said, of all the days of my appointed times, Job had no idea how long he was going to have to go through these difficulties. But he said, one thing for sure, regardless of how long these difficulties last, I'm going to wait till my change comes because I believe that God is in this with me. Now I want you to look at something here because it, it, it's, it's very important now that we understand that regardless of what we are going through, God is in there with us. It, it does not mean that it won't hurt. I may hurt. And, and if we were to be honest with ourselves, there are some things that we are going through right now. I'm still uh, hurting because of the loss of my sister. Uh, uh, there are many things that we may be going through or have gone through in our lives that hurt, but because of God on our sides, we could be hurt but not crippled. Come on now, we, 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 we need to understand this. I can still make it through life even if I have to cripple my way through. I'm hurt if I have to, even if I have to keep you know, chugging along. I'm hurt, but I'm not stopped. Come on, I, 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 I may be down. Come on, sometimes we may be down. We may find ourselves down. And so sometimes we could be going through some things that it just seemed like we can hardly keep our head above water. But as I said, we may be down, but we are not out. Tell the devil this, tell your circumstance this, Tell your emotions this. I may be down, but I'm not out. Come on now. I've heard somebody said recently, uh, 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 I may be crying, but I'm not going to quit. <laughs> Come on. Some situations that we find ourselves in the midst of, it will bring tears to our eyes. I will not tell you that something you won't go, you will go through will not cause tears to come to your eyes. But I can cry, but I won't quit. Because I still believe that God has some good things in store for my life. We could always rest in the fact that God is in control. I, I remember in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, where we talked about uh, 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 we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. And the Bible said, now, because we have God on our side, and I want you to realize this, uh, when trouble comes, God does not take a vacation. God is in there with us. I don't care how difficult it is. 
God is still in there with us. And we here have find Paul here in the second second chapter, second Corinthians, I'm sorry, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. He said, we could be troubled on every side. And sometimes we are going through situations that troubles are coming from the left and the right before us and behind us. But he said, we could be troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Distress is your decision. I could be troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I could be perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. I'm not going to tell you persecutions won't come, but because of persecution does not mean that God will forsake you. God still is there with you. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down. I'll uh, be your side but not destroyed. Why? Because God is in there with us. I, I, I like using this terminology. God is always in trouble. <laughs> Why do you say that, Bishop? Because when you're in trouble, God is in trouble with you. Hey, God said there's never any trouble that you're in that I am not in there with you. So right through in here, you ought to tell yourself, you ought to tell somebody else that God is in trouble. If you're in trouble, you just, God is in trouble. But I want you to understand, trouble does not move God. Trouble does not stop God. Trouble does not tie God's hand. One of the important um, things that we uh, need to learn as believers. And, and, and I want to sort of emphasize this on today is that God is sovereign. What do you mean, Bishop? God is in charge of everything that goes on in your life. Not only is he in charge of everything that goes on in your life, he's in charge of everything that goes on in your circumstances. God is in charge. The Bible says this, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. I don't care what's going on in the world. God is still sovereign. And God's sovereignty does not diminish in the face of difficulties. God is still God. You that are online with me, you that are from the Caribbean, you know the song that we always sing, God of God, God is always God. I don't care what's happening, God is still God. And because he is God, his sovereignty rules over everything. I think it was Nebuchadnezzar learned this lesson, amen, through a difficult time in his life and he stood up on the, uh, 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 the, the, the uh, uh, throne of, uh, of Babylon, which he thought that he built and said, look at this great Babylon that I built. And you know the story, as a result of that, he lost his mind and was placed out into the wilderness to crop wheat like a dog, like a, an animal. Uh, but while he was out there, he learned some things. And sometimes in the midst of our difficulties, if we keep our hearts open, we'll learn some things. And one of the things that Nebuchadnezzar learned, and he declared it after God restored him, 
He said, one thing I learned, it is God that rules in the affairs of men. I don't care what's happening. It is God that is in control. When we understand the sovereignty of God, we will understand that God does what he wants when he wants it and how he wants it. God does not have to answer to anybody. He does not have to ask anybody's permission to do anything because God is God. God is in control of the universe. When God gets ready to make a change, he don't have to ask your permission. All he has to do is speak and things will happen. So we want I want you to understand here, the sovereignty of God is one of the greatest realities that we can come in, in, into in our lives. Whatever is going on in your life, God is still God. And if God is on my side, mm, mm, I heard Paul said this, if God be for me, who can be against me? David said in the 46th Psalm, he said, God is my refuge and my strength. He is a very present help in trouble. I could be going through trouble right now, but God is still God. And God is on my side. God is never confused or perplexed by anything. You may find yourself perplexed, but God is not perplexed. God does never have those moments that he's pulling his hair and trying to figure out what am I going to do about this. There's no situation that catches God off guard. God is always in control. And I want you to say that to yourself. God is always in control. Let's say that again. God is always in control, meaning that right now in your life, God is in control. Things may not be happening like you want it to happen or like you think it should happen, but God is in control. God is not perplexed. God is not bewildered. God is not confused. God is still in control control. In fact, when God, with God, things are under control when they are out of control. <laughs> Let me say that again. With God, things are under control even when they are out of control. It may seem like things are out of control and there, there are times that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, things are out of control. Things may be out of control. But from God's perspective, things are still in control because see, all God's got to do is speak. God does not have to figure out what am I going to get? How am I going to get this to change? No, all God's got to do is speak. Let me give you a good example of that because it's important that we understand this. A good example of that is Moses and the children of Israel. Let me show you here. The Bible said that God delivered the children of Israel out of captivity under Pharaoh and Egypt. And we'll find this uh, in the book of Exodus, uh, uh, around about the 12th, 13th chapter, where God delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, and God blessed them. Listen at him. God 
gave them a promise. God said, I'm going to take you into a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to cause you to prosper. I'm going to bring you out of Egypt. And he even spoke to Moses and told him to tell the children of Israel, when they leave Egypt, I'm going to give them an abundance. And when they left Egypt, God put it on Pharaoh's heart to tell the people, give them good things, give them gold. And they had gold and silver and flock and all kinds of things. They did not leave bondage empty-handed. Listen at this here now. You could be going through some difficult times where God deliver you. God does not have to let you leave empty-handed. God allowed them to leave and leave with an abundance, but not only with an abundance, but also a promise. Oh, my God. Some of you are sitting on a promise right now that God has made concerning your life. But let me share something with you. Even though they had that promise, even though they had the blessings of God, the Bible said not many days after their deliverance out of Egypt, they met upon an interruption. They came to a point that they could not go any further. Here we have this Red Sea that is before them. And as if that was not bad enough, while they're sitting there trying to figure out how we're going to get over this Red Sea, this sea here, when they looked behind them, they saw Pharaoh and all of his folk coming down after them. Isn't it uh, amazing sometimes how when you're holding on to the promises of God, you can encounter situations that you don't have anything in and of yourself to make it through? And it seems like when you look around, you still have difficulties breathing down your neck. But listen at what God told the children of Israel. God spoke to Moses and told him to tell the children of Israel, tell them this. He said, what? Fear not. I want you to look at three things here. Fear not. Stand still and see. Mm. In the midst of your difficulties, I want you to be able to look at these three things. It may be difficult, but when you know God, when you understand the sovereignty of God and understand that God is in control, you have to challenge yourself to fear not. You may be facing a Red Sea and you may be facing enemies that are coming down to destroy you. But here in the midst of this perplexing situation, God told them to fear not. Can you imagine the children of Israel standing there? Fear not. What are we going to do? We got this Folk here coming at us uh, to destroy us. Uh, they're not coming after us uh, to bless us more. They're out to destroy us. And we don't have boats uh, or anything to get on the sea. We're stuck in a mess, in the middle of a mess. But even in the mess, in the middle of a mess, God says, fear not. Realize that I am still in control. We can dismiss our fears even in the midst of difficulties. Listen at this here. Fear not. Stand still. Let me show you something. Until I stop fearing, I will never be able to stand still. The thing that keeps me in an uproar and keep me out of balance is the fact that I am fearing. When you're fearing a situation, it takes away your equilibrium. What am I going to do now? Where am I going to go now? How am I going to handle this? But when you realize that God is in control and fear not, 
then you can say to yourself, all right, be still. Be still. God is in control. Sometimes we need to talk to ourselves and say, be still, my soul. I know difficult times are coming, but be still, my soul. David found himself here at a point in his life when he was running for his life. And it seems like even in the midst of God already crowning him king, even though he had not taken the chair yet, but he's still running for his life. And he was dealing with all of the difficulties that were going on in his life. And David stopped one day and said, wait a minute, soul. Why are you cast down? Sometimes we need to stop ourselves and say, well, why are you detected? And why are you bent out of shape? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why are you in such an uproar? Why art thou disquieted in me? He said, well, first of all, hope thou in God. Don't hope in the situations, but hope in God. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is not in my boss on the job. My hope is not inside of folk. My hope is in God. Because when God gets ready to make a change, God can change folk in order for the change to come about. So my hope is in God. So fear not. Stand still and see. You will never, something you will never see until you stand still long enough. You just stand still and see. The reason why we cannot see some things is because we are in such an uproar. We're in a place of just, you know, bewilderment. But stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Let me share this with you, and I've got to close. Too often, all we see is what we see. Okay, let me share, let me say that again. Too often, all we see is what we see. And as real as what we see is, Surely this situation is real. Surely what's going on in my life is real. But let us not allow that to consume our focus. Because when we take our focus off of what we see, we can see the hand of God moving in our lives when all we see is what's happening to us we will never be able to see what can happen with us and for us when what we are going through is all we see we will never see what we are going to when we're looking at the hand of man, when all we're looking at is the hand of man, and all we're hearing is the voice of man, we will never be able to see the hand of God or hear the voice of God. God is always working. I don't care how difficult it is, 
God is always working. But because all we're focusing on is the hand of man, we cannot see over here the hand of God that's working it out for my good. We need to stop and settle ourselves and say, God, show me where you are in the midst of what I'm going through. Show me where you are in the midst of this difficult time. I'm going to close with this scripture. Second Corinthians 12 chapter, when Paul found himself, Paul here, man of God, that was preaching and delivering and declaring the word of God to the people of God, building churches and traveling in evangelistic crusade. But Paul here found himself at a difficult time in his life. And the Bible said, Paul here, looked at what was going on and said, these, these thorns that are in my flesh, what do I do with them? This difficulty that I'm facing, what do I do with them? Mm. But let me show you what happened here. Paul got on his face before the Lord and the Bible said, Paul sought the Lord. One of our problems is that when we are going through difficulty, we don't stop and seek God. Mm. It could be hurting, but seek God. The Bible said, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And I guarantee you, to every one of you out there today, regardless of what it is you're going through, if you will stop yourself long enough and get on your face before God and say, God, I don't understand what I'm going through. God, I don't see the end of this. But God, somehow show me where you are. Show me where you are in the midst of what I'm going through. And look at what God spoke to Paul. God said, listen, Paul, I know you're going through some difficulties, but let me show you where my hand is. I'm trying to save you from yourself. Sometimes God will send difficulties from your way in order to save you from yourself. Unless you be, unless you be exalted above measure because of the abundance of revelation that has been given to, that's been given unto you, I had to allow difficulties and your way to keep you on your face before me. Oh my God, there's sometimes that God will allow difficulties in your life to keep you on your face before God. And here, Paul, understanding what was going on, and Paul said, okay, God, I hear you. Paul said, most gladly then will I rather glory in my infirmities. I may not like it, but I'm going to glory in my infirmities because I've lived long enough to understand that my infirmities are only opportunities for me to get better. My friends, what you're going through now, and I feel led of the Lord to speak this to somebody's heart today. What you're going through now is only the opportunity of God to show himself strong in your life. Your difficulties does not cancel out your destiny. Always remember that. Your interruptions does not cancel out the promise 
all that Joseph went through, the interruptions and difficulties of his life, they were only drawing him closer to the fulfillment of the promise that God had for him. And Joseph was able to stand and look at his brothers in the eye, the ones that sold him into slavery and tried to kill him. And Joseph looked at them in the eyes and said, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. And there are times that we will settle ourselves long enough in the midst of what we are going through. It doesn't mean that it'll be easy, but if you draw on the strength of God, you will live long enough to look at that situation and look at the devil and say, devil, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. I may not have seen the good while I was going through it, but I've lived long enough to see the good that God has in store for us. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Dealing with difficult times, dealing with life's interruptions. Keep your focus on God. Settle your spirit. Know that God is in control. Look for God so that God can show you where he is in the midst of what you're going through. He'll show you where he is. He'll show you where you are. And he has also revealed the devil's seat where he is. I bless God for this word on today because it has not only been a word that was designed to touch you, but it has been a word that has helped me in my own life. And it is my prayer on today that we would take this word and digest it in our spirits because we may still face other difficulties in our lives. But you can always rest assured that God is in there with you. You may be perplexed, but God is never perplexed. You may not know, but God always knows. You may have come to the end of yourself, but in God, he's always in control. God knows what the next move is, even if you don't. Just rest in God. I want to pray on today. Father, we thank you. I thank you, God, for the timeliness of your hand and your movement in our lives. You know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. And I pray right now that this word that you've spoken to us on today would find root in somebody's heart would find some good soil in somebody somebody right now is facing difficulties in their lives and not knowing where to go next and what move to make, make next but God I thank you that you know how to speak in the midst of difficulties and I pray right now that you will speak to every heart that is listening to this word right now, whether it's current or whether they're listening to it later on, I pray 
that the power of your spirit would visit them in the midst of their difficulties and give directions, give instructions concerning the things of their lives. Rebuke the devil right now. Just like you stayed the hand of Satan when you authorized the attack on Job's life, you still set boundaries on Satan. I pray God right now that you would set boundaries in every life that Satan does not have the privilege to cross. Mm. Stay the hand of Satan right now. Some things, God, I can see the hand of Satan working, but God, you are the one that has the power to stop him right there. Just like you told Satan, you can do this, but you can't do that. You can touch his body, but don't touch his life. God, I release your hand right now into every life. Right now in the name of Jesus. Awaken us to the truth, Lord, that you're in there with us and that you're still working in our behalf. I thank you for deliverance right now. I thank you, Father. For in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Let's let's get ready to go a little bit further because I, I know that I, I taught a little bit longer than I intended, but I wanted to make sure that we get that word into your hearts on this morning because we've got to go through, amen, the things that we are going through because on the other side, there is always greater things that God has in store for us. But let's prepare our hearts for communion on this morning. Uh, uh, as I told you at the beginning of, amen, the service on this morning, every first Sunday we do uh, have our communion time that we share with uh, the body of Christ or those that would like to join us. And I want to prepare us, right? I want us to prepare ourselves right now for our Holy Communion. If you have uh, those emblems in place, I want you to get them right now and let's get ready to uh, offer these communion and this communion time before the Lord. The Bible says, as often as you do this, you do show forth the Lord's death until he come. You do this in remembrance of me. And there are times that we need to remember <laughs> that God is in there with us. If he died for us, certainly he would be with us in our difficult times. Let's get those emblems and let's prepare them on today. It's in 1 Corinthians 11 chapter. And we find the word of God that says, Jesus, when he had given thanks, he took the bread and he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Hallelujah, Jesus. And after the same manner also, 
he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in, remem in remembrance of me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, God. We thank you for being our friend. We thank you for being our shield. We thank you for being our buckler. We thank you for being our strong tower. We thank you for being our associate, our friend, and our helper, our companion in difficult times. We thank you for being our way out and our way through, God. God, we bless you today. We commit ourselves into your hands right now. We commit every situation of our lives into your hand. Regardless of how difficult it is, God, we commit it into your hand. You established a record throughout the course of humanity that you know how to visit individuals in difficult times. Mm. And God, because of your record, Lord, we settle ourselves in knowing that if you've done it for one, you can do it for us. There is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, what he did for Joseph, what he did for the Hebrew boys, what he did for Daniel in the lion's den, what he did for Moses, he'll do for you. As long as you fear not, stand still and see the hand of God working in your life. God bless you. Again, we thank God for your patience on today and thank God for your ear. Take this word and keep it before you. As we said earlier, the word works. We keep it before us. It'll take us through those difficult times. I want to challenge you on this morning that every one of you will get an offering to give to the ministry here at our Father's house. God has uh, um, commissioned us to do a work here in Orangeburg. And we are focused on carrying out that mission, even though we are not physically in the church right now. There are still works that we are endeavoring to do here as a ministry. And I want to challenge you to give to the ministry of our Father's house here in Orangeburg. There are some projects that we are working on and that we have also that we want to uh, uh, incorporate in what God is doing. And I want to ask you, that are listening on today, if you were to allow God to speak to your heart, to give to the ministry here, God will bless your lives. Those of you that are a part of our Father's house ministry, I want to challenge you to be faithful in your giving. Just because we are not meeting in the church does not mean, amen, that we have to abort our giving and our tithing. And I want to challenge you here as members of our father's house amen to be faithful in your tithing 
The Bible said, bring your tithes and offering into the storehouse. It does not mean that you have to physically go to the building, amen, but give your tithes and offering so that the work of God can continue. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God will cause men to give into your bosom. I don't care how much you give. You can never beat God giving. Get that offering in your hands on today. And I want you to prepare, prepare that offering today to give unto the Lord. And I want to pray with you as you prepare that offering. You will find on the screen different ways by which you can give. By way of Cash App. You can give by way of offer, also by way of PayPal. And as you give, God will bless your lives. Get that offering in your hands. Or if you determine in your heart how you're going to give it, you're going to give it by way of PayPal or uh, uh, Cash App. I want you to determine in your heart what you're going to give. And let us pray. Father, I thank you that you've given us a word that we could stand on. You said give, and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. You will cause men to give it to our bosom. And God, I thank you, God, that we can rest in your word. You've proven that over and over in so many of our lives that you always outgive us. I thank you right now and I declare that as everyone is preparing in their hearts to give, that you're going to cause the abundant blessings to over, overcome and overtake them. Bless their homes, bless their families, bless their bodies, bless their finances, bless their children. In the name of Jesus, I declare right now that they will experience the abundant blessings that you have in store for them. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Well, praise God again, and we thank God for those of you joining with us on today. So many of you are online on today. We thank God for you, amen, joining in with us. Don't forget, amen, we're here every Sunday at 10 o'clock, amen, trusting that God will give us a word for you for us amen the people of god so continue to join in with us on sunday mornings and also don't forget amen that every tuesday amen night at 6 30 we have both our men and our women bible study where at those times we have our men's our men are meeting together for bible study and our ladies are also meeting together for bible study and god has been speaking to our hearts he's been giving us a word to help us in our walk with him so join us every tuesday night for our men and women bible study and also every thursday night we have corporate bible study we are men and our women amen join together also at 6 30 amen and we are hearing from god god has been speaking to our hearts concerning the power of the holy spirit so join us every thursday night for a corporate bible study right here amen on our zoom page you'll find that information also on the page that's before you amen every tuesday and every thursday night at 6 30. of course we also want you to be a part of our prayer 
on every Wednesday. We meet for prayer at 6 a.m. every Wednesday morning for prayer. Amen. We have a conference call line that you can join in with us in prayer every Wednesday morning. And we want you to join in with us because I believe, amen, that if we join together in prayer, we will see the hand of God move. So every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. and 12 noon, uh, we meet for prayer. Amen. And we are seeing the hand of God move in our lives. So again, we thank God for those things. And of course, every Sunday morning, amen, we're looking for the Lord to continue to speak to our hearts. So again, we thank God for you. We bless God for you. We thank you again for your prayers. Amen. For those of us here at our Father's house, and we thank God that we, the people of God, are praying for each other. Let's continue to pray for each other. You don't know what somebody else is going through, but if God placed them on your heart during the week, call their names out before the Lord. Ask God to visit them in the midst of whatever it is that they are dealing with. Because while you're praying for somebody else, God is putting you on somebody else's heart that they would pray for you. So let's continue to pray for each other. God bless you. We love you until Tuesday at Bible study and next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We pray that God will continue to be with you and strengthen you in your walk with him. God bless you. We love you. Thank God for you. Amen and amen. <laughs>